Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. It's time for another episode of Matt Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me is Paul Mattingly. Across from me, it's Mr. Matt Donnelly. And on the knobs and dials is Jacob, the audio guy. Woohoo! We're pretty dead fun. All right, we have a we have an esteemed guest with us here. Jacob! Hey! Jacob is here. Very lucky to have you, Jacob. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming out. Also stopping by is uh, Grant Pachoco. Am I saying that right? You are saying it correct. Grant Pachoco is here, everybody. Yes. Woo! Bow down! From the fabulous new production over at the Venetian, Pup the uh, Puppet Up show from Henson Muppets. Really exciting stuff. So much fun. Improvised comedy using puppets. Yeah, Paul and I are quite... Or I should uh, say using Muppets. We're, we're well, just... not... No, no, no. Oh, we really? don't want to get in trouble with Disney. That. Oh, no. okay. So it is using mu- or puppets. Puppets, So, so yes. Disney owns Muppets, but Henson still makes puppets. Right. All right. Right. Yeah, the classic Muppet characters are owned by Disney. Oh, right. okay. Yeah. All right. Separation of church and state there, folks. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Jacob, you had a question right off the bat? Uh, I, well, we, 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 right before we came on the air, we mentioned uh, somebody that does marionette work. Yes. And I want to know, because uh, obviously not the same thing, is there like competition? Is there beef between people people that do puppets more or marionette work? Yeah, more importantly, is there rank? Like uh, clowns, yeah. clowns shit on mimes, mimes right. shit on jugglers. Do you know what I mean? Who's like, at the top of the food uh, chain? Everybody clowns. shits on magicians. The felt food chain. Where does yeah, it end? I don't know. Felt I think food chain. <laughs> puppeteers are below all those. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, prop comics. Uh, <laughs> um, and I'm a comedy musician as well, so we're down there. Oh, as forget well. it. Forget oh, yeah, it. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. awful. Um, Carrot Top just punches you in the face once a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the um, which would hurt. He's huge. <laughs> yeah. He's crumpled my nose um jim jim henson used everything so right. you know like in the in the movies where kermit's riding the bike and that's technically a marionette it's puppeteered from above and when the in the second film where they're all riding bikes through um i think it was the second film or maybe it's muppet take my hand when they're all riding the bikes in that big scene it's yeah. like those are technically marionettes so right um it it is i mean you know i think the the Henson style of puppetry with the uh, the Muppet style gets yeah. a little bit more credit and because it's more well known you know it's yeah. more, you don't see a lot of uh, marionettes you know outside of what Sound of Music <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. Uh, you see a lot of marionettes I think it'd be TV. funny if you're like they're trying to make a movie like well the only way to shoot this is to turn Kermit to marionette and be like fuck over my back dead body <laughs> yeah my puppets aren't marionettes. <laughs> This yeah. is like the days before smartphones, so it's very rare to find footage of Jim Henson just screaming at just, people. Yeah. But the only one that's out there is just him yelling about marionettes. Marionettes, yeah. <laughs> um, so you're out here in Vegas doing Puppet Up, which is improv and puppets together on stage. Yeah, I kind I we like to describe it as whose line is it anyway, but with puppets. Okay. And that seems easy for people to understand sure. what it is. And uh, uh, we take suggestions from the audience and perform. And the, and the fun thing is, I think, is... We don't perform behind a wall or hidden in any yeah, way. Right. So we perform to a camera, and you can either watch us or you can watch the screens. Yeah, you're not ventriloquists. You just right. No, yeah. it's, that's important. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, so we're not ventriloquists, just... but you can either watch us performing or you can watch the screen and see the typical shot like you would see on, uh, you know, Sesame Street uh, or TV, whatever. That's yeah. what's yeah. really so fascinating for me because I uh, that's when I started. I started. Uh, 
yeah. showbiz right. doing ventriloquism right. that, when I was a little, little kid. And so puppets and puppeteering and all that kind of stuff has been something I've been fascinated yeah. with forever. And, of course, Jelly Biglins, the character I use on uh, the of course, couch show. Of course, of course. This well, puppet that you bring out a couple, once a month. There's a couple people listening who watch the show. <laughs> all right. Uh, and he's got his own little thing I need to work on some more. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, Paul walked in today with this Santa Claus bag. <laughs> I said, what the fuck is that? He goes, it's Jelly Biglins. <laughs> End of sentence. Yes. <laughs> I said, are those are those? Is words? there any what coffee did, ready? What did you just say? Is there any coffee? It's fucking Jelly Biglins, dude. You know Jelly Biglins. Uh, uh, but it's really cool to see the craftsmanship below what you guys have to do to make the the puppets. You know, it, and and how many people? And it's also rare that uh, a live show that incorporates what we like to call multimedia elements actually benefits from those things. Oh, so many man. times people go like, "And we'll throw up TVs next to it," and it doesn't actually help the show. This really, in, way. in this particular case, it does. It's really oh, enhanced. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, a couple of reviews are going like, "Oh, I don't want to." Well, I didn't come to the theater to, to watch a screen, and it's like, no, but we need this. this Here's, is those the show. Here's the good news, and we know because they listen to our podcast. Reviews don't mean shit in this town. That's the good news. <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> the, 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 that's, that is that's absolutely true. And uh, if and if everyone's going like, hey, wait a second, okay, I want you to know, please tell me, please email me the article that you read that you didn't know someone in the production and you didn't know who was writing it. I mean. Please let me know the the you read that and you're like, oh, I should or shouldn't see that show based on the thing I read. <laughs> no, Please no. let me know. The, the way that reviews in this town matter is they matter in that reviews can help or hurt you getting support from other other aspects of the entertainment industry in town. Go on. Like if you get a really good review from a, from a recognized uh, critic in town, yeah, then other shows, other reviews, other press people. Like, it'll be easier to get more press out for your next event. You can say, oh, uh, Mike Weatherford said that our show was great, yeah. and we're having another press event this month, and we'd like you to come out. And so you, like, other press might be more willing to come out because somebody that they respect said good things about it. Yeah, so so really aim for that benefit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, 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 national press matters for Vegas shows. Yeah, but but local press doesn't because people are coming in off an airplane and they're going to read exactly whatever they're handed. But the the way you guys it. use the multimedia is, I think it's great. Well, and not only is it just cool, but it's you're doing kind of like some Reggie Watts style remix. We did do video looping. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, we have a video looper that we use in a couple uh, pieces. That is. A lot it's of also fun. neat because I saw this show in its early stages when it's being workshopped in New York at oh, uh, mm-hmm. at the um, uh, Union Square Theater. Right. I went and saw it then, and that was I want to say like six years ago. Pro. You weren't involved. Yeah, then, I, right? w- um, I was in. I was trained, but I did not go out to New York. Okay. Yet. Um, yeah, and it was called Stuffed and Unstrung then. That's yes. the, the, yeah, yeah, they, It was called Puppet Up. They changed it to Stuffed and Unstrung because they thought, uh, or this is what I heard. I don't know if this is actually, but they said, oh, Puppet, people won't know what that is, Puppet Up. And then, uh, but Puppet so Up is such a, a much more clear title with the Stuffed <laughs> and Unstrung. And then they finally went back to it. We're like, oh, good, good. Yeah, this that's is, a yeah. much, you know. Much catchier name. That's definitely yeah. a lot of overthinking over there. Yeah. Stuff that well, I don't want to. Name. I, I'm not talking bad about anybody. I'm just saying that that's from my point of no, view. No, no, you don't what... have to say anything. You're an idiot if you're listening. <laughs> Stuff that unstrung guy, you're an idiot. Okay, <laughs> good. Don't worry about it. Uh, you're shaking your head. I'll, I'll lay off. I'll lay off. Uh, 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 I'm just did... imagining the email I'll get. Why uh, did you say that? I didn't say anything. Did you get permission to come on our show? Uh, no. Did you have to? Uh, not we recently really. had a guest it's... who may have gotten in trouble for not getting permission for coming to our show. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I like to think I'm very careful of what I say, so it's, okay. they trust me. Good. Yeah, yeah. Good. 
So what do you feel about Jewish people? <laughs> no, so I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I love uh, everyone I love <laughs> Uh, and the worst is like, I refuse to answer. <laughs> done, done. I'm not a, pleading the fifth. Uh, so what about this show has been different being in the Vegas zone now? Because Vegas audiences, from my experience, are a bit different than audiences you'll find anywhere else. All right, start that start the answer with that with, with this with, with this answer too is where do you where are you originally from? Uh, originally, I'm from Burlingame, California, which okay. is in the San Francisco Bay Area. But I currently live in Southern California. Okay, um, and uh, I've been lucky enough to be with the show. And we've toured to Australia. Uh, we spent five weeks in Australia. We did um, uh, two weeks in Toronto, uh, and I've gone on this this crazy tour. We did uh, zigzagging all the way across the United States from Utah to Florida. Um, so then, so Vegas must be different than. Vegas, it's a it's a little different. I mean, um, uh, we've been very lucky, and in, in the in the audiences who've come to the show have loved it. You know, yeah. and and you know, um, one night we had a, a gentleman who I think drank a little bit too much, and he took the uh, shout out suggestions all the way. Like, well, I'm going to keep shouting out through the whole thing. You know, yeah, I should I should really apologize for that. Now oh, that you're that now that you're you. here, I really I, I I'd like to say I'm sorry. Yeah, um, he didn't know there was actual bourbon in the bourbon cotton candy. Yeah. Easy. So, yeah, but you know it's an improv show of puppets, so the puppets used it. You know what I yeah, mean? Like right. they. Uh, you well, know, that's the good news about being an improv show is that you all your ability to uh, deal with variables is greatly increased versus like putting on Jersey Boys or something like right, that. Right, right, yeah. Um, but the, the Jersey Boys is... have a problem where people like to shout at it as well, <laughs> and you can't do anything about yeah. it. You can't break the fourth wall. You just stand there and hope that an usher gets to yeah, it. Yeah, you just hope that, like, please stop, please stop slowly trying to sing along with the wrong lyrics out loud <laughs> and standing up. This is a show for everyone in the audience. Stop not you. Stop it. That's a regular occurrence, by the way. Well, I'm sure. I should apologize um, to them, too. Uh, <laughs> you love the show, though. I, it's Stop great. going to these <laughs> shows. <laughs> You'd think I would have learned the lyrics by now. So uh, is this, uh, from your perspective, is this a residency? Or are you are you doing a specific run here? Yeah. I mean, um, right now, I think it is. We keep hearing all kinds of things. Uh, right now on the books, I think if you if you look at web, they're, they're selling tickets through December. Okay. Um, so but, that's good. I mean, I think the, that's a nice long run. Yeah. But I think the idea is that if it keeps goes going. well, then uh, it would continue. Stick I mean, that's, around, that's yeah. the, what everybody's hoping well, for. It's a great good, fit good. over there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, we're, we're excited. And Paul, by Paul and I are excited, we're also seething with jealousy. Both, both <laughs> yeah. these things. As, as improvisers like to use puppets, we're. Paul's trained in puppets. I'm not, but I love love it so much. And that's why I went and saw it in New York. I mean, I was I was living here, but I had to go see it in New York. It was it was yeah. exciting to see. Yeah. Um, how did you? Where's your improv background and your puppet background? Um, well, I've uh, it's to, sort of like two separate things. It's sort of two separate things. Um, as pa- uh, Patrick Bristow, our director, likes to say, is we took two unpaying professions and put them together into one. <laughs> I love that comment. Unpaying. I profession. love that comment. He was talking about. He's like, he was like, guys, there's a ton of talent on this stage tonight, but not a lot of income potential. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I, you know, it's like since I was a kid, I, I loved uh, the Muppets, and um, we had a local show in San Francisco called Buster and Me. Uh, which was puppets. It was on every Saturday, and and I was thinking about this uh, last year or the year before. It was because um, I met the woman who created that show. And I was like, this was just as big an influence as as the Muppets were because mm-hmm. it was on every week, and I oh, saw yeah. it every week, and um, and uh, and so I always been a fan. But I it wasn't until like about 
2002 or 2003, I was working on uh, this other project with a friend of mine, and we wanted to have some puppets on it. And I was like, how do you build a puppet? Like, I don't know how you build a puppet. And um, at the time, as far as I could tell, there was this thing called the foam book. And that was this (laughs) step-by-step that told you how to build a puppet. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really more like I wasn't thinking like, oh, I'm going to be a puppeteer and this is going to be my job. It was more just, I want to find out how to do this. And it was like a hobby. Like I would just turn on music and just spend a couple hours building this thing. Um, But then somebody knew that I made... Uh, like I, I had to make these puppets and at the time the Muppets were still owned by Henson right and they were filming a pilot called um, America's Next Muppet which uh, was uh, to was capitalize like a reality show yeah it was like to capitalize sort of on American Idol yeah. and, and actually later on it kind of became the Creature Shop Challenge I mean it was sort of the same oh, idea okay. uh, later genesis on genesis of that yeah, yeah. Okay. and because um, they always kind of wanted to try that that idea and somebody just said, oh, I know you like to do puppets. Do you want to come in and try this thing? And so I was like, okay. And I brought this puppet that I made, which now I'm like mortified that I brought it in. <laughs> I was, was going to ask, were you embarrassed about the, the yeah. puppet, your early puppet work? Well, this, this, uh, the first, like one of the first things that happened, I, I had it there on a stand and I had a bag over it. And um, this woman walks up and I knew instantly that she was uh, Jane Gutnick, who is, in terms of building the Muppets, she's been around forever she's like the person like you crafts person yeah she, it's like you know uh she's the one who's there it's like when kermit comes off she grabs kermit and takes it to a table oh. so it's all and she was like oh let me see your puppet and i was like oh god oh. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm gonna put the bag that was on this puppet on my own head yeah so i take the bag off <laughs> let me see that no i'm gonna just put the bag not, on my head i'm not allowed to look at you look at it because uh, of shame so i'm going to oh, just sh- cover my eyes while i pull the bag off sure you can look at it. let me burn it first <laughs> and then uh, you can take a look all the look you want <laughs> but she was so nice and, and and she just looked at it and she goes because uh, it was a it was a dog, but it was sort of like a a, a lady dog, right? Sure. You know, okay. and she just goes, "She's big," and that's her only comment. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, she, "I could just see her. I'm gonna find something positive to say." <laughs> that was the most she's big. Yeah, is big. She's a well fed puppet. <laughs> yeah, because it was way bigger than you know what you would build. Sure. Uh, Right, but then, then they were like, "Okay, get your puppet, and then walk down this hallway, and you're going to make a left, and then you're going to walk out on stage." But they didn't tell me anything, and I walked. Down <laughs> you're this just going to walk out on stage, yeah. And I come to this puppet, and I walk through this curtain, and Kermit is like two feet from me. Whoa. Okay, and then uh, down off the stage, in sort of the Simon Cowell, Paula Abdul, Randy Jackson position, are Gonzo, Miss Piggy, and Pepe. Okay, oh. and I was like, oh my, "Oh my god!" Like you know, like this. That's yeah. weird, right? That's, I mean, it's, well, that's not only weird. That's just what, how can you even? That'd be starstruck five times in a row. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Like to be so starstruck, and then by these, they're puppets, you know. But right. like also, like, but they are the puppets. You know, oh, like, yeah. like even even like taking a photo. You're like, you can take a photo. It's really hard to explain. Like you take a photo with Kermit. But there's so many toys that have Kermit, right? That you have to like explain, like, no, this is this, this is, is Kermit. Kermit. This is the this Kermit. Is the yeah. Kermit. Yeah. No, I did a gig a few years ago that had the the Muppets were involved in, and I mean it was uh, Kermit, Piggy, Fozzie, Pepe, the uh, the Menomina, the uh, the oh, yeah. the whatever those guys are, a uh, few a couple others, and oh Gonzo was there, and uh, the day that the crate showed up that had the Muppets in it and the, and the puppeteers were going over and, and unboxing them and everything and getting them out and getting them ready was a big fucking deal day. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the closest thing I can 
say is when I went and saw the CeeLo Green show here a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know that's, this. That's but the show that I'm talking about. He had... He had uh, <laughs> Nailed it. He had the Rock of Fire explosion closing for him. So he had the well, actual yeah. animatronics <laughs> come out on the stage and be his backup band <laughs> they for sang, this final they sang, number. You. And when I saw their silhouettes... I stood up and screamed like a baby. It was I lost my mind. Yeah, that was that was the, that was better yeah. than CeeLo. Well, it's, it's, it's as nuts. part of as part of that run, we did a uh, a Christmas a Christmas special, oh, yeah, a CeeLo right. Green yeah. Christmas special, and the Muppets were part of that. Yeah, oh yeah. man, it's nuts. The the puppetry, the fame of puppets uh, or Muppets and uh, not uh, Sesame Street, those kind of characters are, are are nuts because they're famous to you when you're a child. Right, so they right. have that crazy value in your brain compared mm-hmm. to other things, and then they're respectable when you're older, right? So it's not like yeah. this dumb thing you liked when you were a kid, but when you're when you're older, you're like, oh yeah, they're still amazing. It's not Captain Kangaroo, right? And so you walked out on stage and ran into that without <laughs> yeah. knowing it. Yeah, and well, I, mean, I knew that, they were involved, but I didn't yeah. know what. Like, oh, just go through this curtain. I didn't know what. to Did you see yourself in, as an aspiring puppeteer at this point? No. Um, more like amateur, you know right. what I mean? Like just oh, the, I'm going to do this for a videos and, right. and yeah. stuff like that. But then, uh, uh, in around 2006, I started doing the podcast for the Jim Henson Company. Yeah, because um, uh, I had started a podcast back in 2004, like what right when podcast is a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, it's when an iPod loves another iPod very much, and they. Uh, uh, they make one of my favorite. One of my favorite stories. I did a show for a long time called "The Radio Adventures of Doctor Floyd." And yeah, it was a. It was one of the first kids' podcasts back in the in the day, and what was fun was we started asking kind of like famous people to come do voices and they would say yes and like we had jeffrey tambor from arrest development yeah. and uh father guido sarducci uh, oh, wow. you oh, nice. know, and, and joel hodge and that's how kind of how i met joel uh from mystery science theater was on there but um the uh uh i remember in my living room uh chris hardwick yeah. was in my living room because he was a friend of a friend and uh he hadn't blown up like he had and he was recording a voice for us and he goes what's a podcast and I explained oh! to Chris Hardwick. I was like, "Oh, well, it's this thing." Da, da, da. And now, like you know, yeah, of course. Wait a minute, yeah. yeah. You're the one who explained to Chris Hardwick what a podcast well, is. I don't know if he remembers that, but yeah, he was in my. He's like, "What is this thing now? It's a That's... podcast." And I go, "It's an audio file." And well, people subscribe I don't care to it. what he says. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't know what it was before you told him. That's awesome because he has the, the second biggest, I think, podcast network there yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. this was early 2005, yep. so it was it was this burgeoning market. Huh. That's so funny. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah, we didn't. I didn't start till two thousand eight. Uh, I didn't start until Penn said, "Can you come fill in for you the podcast?" The podcast? <laughs> that's. I mean, that's uh, er, that's early. Two thousand five is early. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 We were. I like to say we were hand coding our RSS feeds. <laughs> we were. That's what we were doing. <laughs> awesome. yeah. I like to you say that to because we were doing it. That's yeah, so we had cool. to. Like we would. We would. Like the first time I did it, I downloaded somebody else's RSS feed and then just changed the information to mine and wow. uploaded it. And then each time you released an episode, you had to go in and tweak the feed and right. add new code for that episode. That is and then early. re-upload the file. <laughs> That's yeah. nuts. And then it's like when I found WordPress did it automatically, I was like, oh my, this is, yeah. you kids don't know how lucky 
<laughs> it know? is the truth. It is the truth. Yeah, yeah. it's a fact. Uh, even like um, the you know, I, I relate to that with fantasy sports. Right. That people said like, no, fantasy sports were around before the internet. Is that? Oh yeah. People would get the newspaper yeah. and some basically the biggest nerd ran the league and he would get the paper and write the stats <laughs> mm-hmm. and right. assign everyone's points to each other. Yeah. You know. Uh, uh, but oh, this this guy I know uh, he he used to run one. He was a recovering alcoholic, and uh, and that was his thing like that was how he focused on you know not drinking and doing all this stuff is he just like he was the the scorekeeper for a fantasy football league Jeez. and i mean that's he just did it yeah, take he did that 12 step baseball. program yeah <laughs> and it, worked, it seemed to have worked well um so when you find out you're gonna move to you don't do you do you commute into vegas from where you live no uh we're just the the fun thing is that there's probably about I may get this number wrong, but 25 to 30 people who've done shows and who can do shows. And so there's six people in the cast. So we will just come out for, like, my initial thing here is uh, six weeks. It turned into, I think, eight weeks uh-huh. um, just because I'm staying a little longer before I leave. But then I'll leave and new people will rotate in. And, oh, and okay. So, so we kind of rotate cast. through. Yeah. Okay. So you're um, saying that people that see the show should go back a couple of months later and see it again? Yeah, you can see a whole new, um, you know, we've already actually, since we've opened, we've had. Uh, one rotation, and in uh, two weeks, um, another uh, Tyler, who uh, is a puppeteer who's in the show right now, but he works on Sesame Street and stuff, he'll he'll be rotating out, and then uh, a new person will come in, and then cool. um, in like early September is when two other people, myself included, are rotating out. And do, in that universe, is this... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just, do, do they bring new puppets when new uh, performers Not new puppets, come but it's new... It's new uh, energy, new, new tech, yeah, yeah, new energy. Mm-hmm. Like, I know... Um, I think somebody said last night this guy Brian Clark is is filling in for me and he's an amazing puppeteer and uh, I'm almost bummed that I will not be on stage with him because he's he's he'll just say the craziest things but craziest things that make sense but mm-hmm. he thinks you know like it's like oh I'm not, I'm going to miss playing with Brian I'll have to rotate back in so I can Yeah exactly you know? yeah, yeah. that's great yeah um, and so everybody uses the same puppets, these same voices or similar voices or personalities, or is everyone kind of assign their own take to the puppets when they get here? Well, uh, we have a big wall of, um, as you saw, um, yeah. a wall of about 60 puppets. Right. Um, we even have more downstairs and every once in a while they'll rotate puppets out, um, just like the cast members. I was wondering about that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Who decides that? Uh, well, we have a puppet wrangler. His name's Randy. Okay, uh, working out here, and he, and he's uh, he's amazing. He's awesome. That guy's and... got the best business card in the business. <laughs> puppet wrangler. Puppet wrangler. I'm Randy. I'm a puppet wrangler. Yeah, <laughs> those puppets get out of hand. I'll wrangle them. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then um, you know, every once in a while, like what I try to do is I try to watch and see what puppets are used um, during the show, even if I'm not in a sketch uh, or, or or a piece. Because I want to use different puppets because I feel like people come, they want to see as many different puppets Absolutely. as they can. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're showing them a wall of them. Right. They want to meet as many of them as possible. Yeah, so, so and I think everybody tries to do that. Yeah. Um, but we all have favorites. Like, I have, there's this uh, little weasel um, <laughs> that I like to use, you know, like, he's he's one of my, and usually, if I'm in the, like, I'll usually pick him as the first scene, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but if somebody else grabs him, then I go, okay, well, I'll grab uh, this other one. You but know? you shoot him a dirty look, though. Right? Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Backstage, we have words. Yeah. Yeah. Off the yeah. weasel. With through our hands. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Um, <laughs> I don't know where you are in this rotation, but apparently you didn't get the memo about my fucking weasel. I get this weasel puppet. Dibs on no, weasel. No, it's cool. We all we all can use whatever puppets we want. I just want to do the best show possible for people who paid money, but you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I so, just care then, about the consumer. Yeah. The, and then there are certain sketches like the the Usher bit that we do uh, with the with the video looping. It's like whoever's doing it and other people can um, 
uh, rotate into that spot, it's always the usher that is used for that spot. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we do two vintage recreations during the show as well of, of vintage uh, Jim Henson pieces. And those are specific puppets for those pieces as well. Okay. So Those but, bits are so lovely. And I thought it was just so great especially at the very top, we have a montage of Henson's really early commercial use of the right. Muppets, which basically they were, they were shills for Ovaltine and all kinds of stuff like yeah, that. Wilkins way back, Coffee, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Way back in the day. And they do these crazy violent, uh, bits like that would never fly today. Yeah. It's so great. And just yeah. to realize that that's the real history of the Muppets. That's what really, these puppets really started with, Punching Judy level, just schlocking, <laughs> whack, yeah. smack, and bam, yeah. And it's you know just... what's funny is I, I read uh, the recent Jim Henson biography that came out, and it's fantastic. And I and as I was reading, I would go look up those things and go look up like Sam and Friends, which was the first show he did uh, back in D.C. And Sam and Friends was uh, like a four and a half minute show every night right before the news. Wow. And they were just um, little kind of one-off, self-contained. Like, nothing continued from week to week. It was right. self-contained things. And I was like, he was doing a web series. Yeah. There, there was no there was no web, but he was doing a web series. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And then with these Wilkins coffee commercials, they were eight seconds long. And I was like, he was doing Vines. Yeah, yeah. Before Vines. Like, they were these little eight-second funny gag and I was like, man, that's like... And those are also man, the things that you got to look back, and he must have loved those times, you know? Yeah. Like, even though he wasn't paying the bills, probably. Like well, he, yeah, I mean, he was getting paid for it. I mean, not, yeah. you know... No, but no, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're like, sitting on the Muppet Empire. Right. He must look back on those eight-second videos and been like, that was so fun. Yeah. Just yeah. sit in the room with two people and just figure that out. Mm-hmm. And just have and just be done with explosion it. But you're right, he was yeah. so far ahead of the time on so many things. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, there's even a there's even and it's on YouTube. He gave, I'm going to I'm going to not remember everybody's name, but I think it was Dana Gould and two other comedians. Like when they were basically teenagers, just starting, you know, not teenagers, but starting out. He gave them three home video cameras and just go go take a trip, videotape everything, and then we'll edit it together. And it was basically reality. I mean, I know reality television has been around, no, but yeah. it was like this kind of early version of what we're so used to. Road yeah. The Great Race or Road Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So cool. So yeah. cool. I mean, he just had a, a real uh, kind of, uh, I'm trying to think, like childlike curiosity and enthusiasm for possible media. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know? He loved, oh, the, what can we do with these cameras? Let's, yeah. let's figure out what to do. And yeah. like, I trust you. you. You play. Yeah. You know, trusting other people's minds too. That's so important. I think yeah. it's so fascinating. You are also involved now with the Mystery Science Theater reboot, right? I am. Yes. Uh, as I met Joel, uh, Joel came in and played uh, Blackbeard the Pirate on the Radio Avengers of Dr. Floyd. Okay. And uh, shortly after he did that, he... Uh, announced cinematic titanic yeah. and um i wrote to him and i said can i sweep floors can i can i get right, coffee what right, can i do right and uh he goes we have a job for you it's a job <laughs> you will not like but you uh will do but uh, it was basically recreating the scripts for the movies so i'd have to watch the movies frame by frame oh, and recreate wow. the script so, so they, they can, can put their jokes in there. wow yeah. um so but uh, i did like that's also just an eye opening uh <laughs> to their process at all you know what I mean? That, that, that they do it on the I script you, level. It, no, no, the, no, I know. The I know. level of work that goes into those things. <laughs> Paul, I want to do a knockoff version. And Paul's like, no, you're fucking retarded. Well, I was just I was like, are you, are you ready for months of work? Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not. No, nope. I'm not. Wow. So you had to 
just basically script out all the the crazy terrible stuff that cinematic titanic was watching yeah but and not even with the jokes like it was no, just, just... Like, i got the movie and i was like <laughs> oh, the monster knocks down the building you know and it had to be like pretty detailed because they may riff on anything so um so you're actually having to recap the action on screen as well as the dialogue yeah <laughs> jesus yeah how long did that take uh i could finish a movie in a week like Ooh. just like yeah it it's was still it's a lot I think it was like uh, like five hours for 10, 15 minutes of screen time. Oh, my gosh. Um, now, how many episodes did Cinematic Titanic run? Well, I think I did. I, I think I did more than was actually released because they were touring live and some of them they didn't actually release right. of stuff like that. Okay. But I, it was probably like uh, maybe 15 or yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, yeah. And then, um, but then Joel came and saw Puppet Up uh, when we were on tour in Pennsylvania. And he was like, oh, this is great. This is great. And then he said, hey, do you want to do puppets on this new, um, you know, on, on it was first it was Turkey Day. It was the first uh, turkey. He's like, hey, do you want to do puppets? Because I want to have Crow and Tom in it. And I was like, yeah, sure. And so that's how it began. And that's fascinating. It's also interesting that like when you when you're being asked to make scripts, did you know you're a puppeteer then? Uh, he knew I was a puppeteer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just mean it's also nice of him that it's sometimes it's so hard to move up a chain. You know what I mean? So if you're on script duty, which is right. like, it's like oh, you're the script guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and almost like it's it's easier to find a puppeteer than it is to find a guy who wants to do the script job. <laughs> well, I think right. if any if any environment's going to let you shift around, yeah. it's the mystery science theater environment because those guys did everything. Yeah, every single person was doing every single thing during the early days, especially. Yeah, right. But it was also it was really great. In that um, I would do these things, and then uh, they would sort of uh, the five people in Cinematic Titanic just send me their jokes, and then I would kind of compile them via time code. And it was, but it was also it's like, oh, this is how it's written. This is how it's done. You know, and you got to synthesize and see the jokes, see the flow of the show before anyone else. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty exciting. And see jokes that didn't wind up making it into the final thing because they do, like you know, uh, each person did like five hundred jokes, but then they. Just pick the best ones out mm. of those, you know, each person's fight. Is it done in a fluid conversation or is it edited together as a conversation? Uh, when they're recording it? Yeah. Yeah, it's done. In, and they were, Most of the stuff they released were live. I mean, the first couple were studio stuff. Yeah. But um, it's done, like, they kind of do it in, you know, 15-minute uh, segments or something like that. So it's not, you're not doing the whole movie at right, once. Right, but right. What I realize now is for anyone else who has to sit around and watch and make fun of a movie, like me and my friends, before Mr. Trans Theater was a huge thing, it gets annoying when you do something like that. Like I still, I still have a good trigger for making fun of things as they happen on the screen, you know. And then people, as soon as if I, if it's really funny, people go like, "Oh, this is like Mystery Science Theater," and it's a little bit of like a dismissive kick. Do you know what I mean? Where you're kind of like they, they kind of containing your ability to make jokes. Does yeah. that make sense? Well, uh, it's yeah. annoying to me. I'm trying to describe it. I hate <laughs> it when it happens. But what I'm realizing now is it should be more offensive to anyone. Than Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> we really amount, worked on this, yeah, guys. Yeah. The amount of yeah. jokes they do and, this, and not, their hit ratio yeah. is insane compared to any group of stoners sitting around watching terrible mm -hmm. Showtime movies, right? right? Mm -hmm. So, so it must be like, no, they're not like us. Actually, shut no. the fuck up, no. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's really cool. So you got to see how how the sausage was made. Yeah, 
Yeah, and then uh, and then Joel, as I said, saw me and puppet up, and then he was like, "Hey, we're doing this thing. Come do it." And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> That's yeah. so exciting. Okay. So and we, we were talking about this. We both of us are big mystery science theater heads. We both backed the new project. Yep. Cannot wait for all the the goodies to arrive. Yeah, Joel was like, "Oh, you want to work on this?" And I go, "Yeah." And then uh, you want to work on the Kickstarter video? And I said, "Yeah, of course." And then I worked on the Kickstarter video, and then as soon as it went live, I was one of the first people to pledge <laughs> to the Kickstarter video because yeah. I was like, I, "I want work, and yeah. I want to work on this project." So <laughs> let's make it happen. I will you pledge. put your money where your mouth is. That's yep. right. Yeah. That's and right. it became the most successful Kickstarter project of all time. Now, yeah. So cool. Yeah. And that's what I say. So you're in a strange position and you've done it now twice where people always warn, like, don't meet your idols or, you know, don't. So you've gotten to work now with two companies that are gigantic in their space, respected in their space, loved in their space. Right. Yeah. Mr. Science Theater and then Hanson. Yeah. Has there been any kind of. Uh, you know, not. I'm not asking for like dirt or anything like that. But is there been like a weirdness for you, or is it? Or is it? Is it? You know, is it as childlike and wonderful as it seems? Yeah. Or? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like as far as Henson's concerned, is usually for. I mean, right now we're doing these shows, but um, usually if there's no shows going on, every Monday we go to the Henson lot and they give us dinner, and we have basically it's class, but it's uh, you know we work on improv and and our improvability and puppet. You know, we have master puppeteers there but it's like i i'll you know it's like hey it's i'm get to go over to the henson and play with puppets (laughs) you know and it's like we don't get paid for those classes but it's like i would pay for this class you know (laughs) right this class isn't open to a lot of people would yeah yeah, exactly absolutely exactly and seething jealousy jealousy. (laughs) yeah i hope i get out of here um (laughs) (laughs) looks like you're down to cast member (laughs) So, so you just walk in wearing your skin. Yeah. Hi, I'm Grant. here, guys. <laughs> Grant's ready. I'm Grant, but I forget how to say my last name. Why do you keep speaking in the third person? <laughs> Grant really wants the weasel. Grant always uses the weasel in the first scene. Oh, well, it's Grant. That's him. Let him in. Let him in. Demanding. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just a picture of him in our trunk. Yeah. Hire us for a job, or I'm holding the newspaper, <laughs> the Las Vegas Weekly, with our review. Now, do you because it's a rotating cast? Then do you guys have uh, you don't live out here then, so you guys you you live at the hotel. Uh, we don't <laughs> we don't live at the uh, Venetian um, Candlewood. We um, some folks are. I don't want to say exactly where we live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Room four thirty five at the Palazzo. I shower at this time. <laughs> Won't that guy be surprised? <laughs> um, so you're, you're off, but we're put you're up in a property. hotel. Yeah, yeah, some some people are. Some people have uh, found. Um, uh, like Patrick, he has found a house because like, because he's the host and he's he's not sure how long he's going to be out here and mm-hmm. you yeah. know you don't want to live in a hotel no. if you yeah. know it's good for a couple of weeks but then if it gets longer and longer and longer you're it's like a, I need a place yeah you know? right um, yeah I've known people so. that have done the hotel living for years and it's it ju- it makes you crazy yeah they go crazy yeah. anyone know who's on the hotel slowly thing makes, you, makes crazy. you crazy and then you realize one day like oh I'm I'm insane and it's because I'm living <laughs> at the Planet Hollywood right. Uh, yeah. I should go get a house. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. do like I do like coming home when the bed's made. Hey, that's nice. Yeah, that nice. For a couple of weeks, that'll be yeah. that'll be fine. That's good right. for and a if I weeks. if I come back out and it looks like I would stay out longer, I would certainly look for two weeks of using a hotel remote would make me kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't understand how. I don't understand how you hotel got a, you got a hair trigger there, Matt. They're so small. Yeah. I mean, uh, slow. I mean, slow. Yeah. Slow. Not small. Apple yeah. remotes are small. Yeah. 
Um, you hit the button and it take it, it's that that three seconds yeah, before the, the channel is, changes. I yeah. was just like, I want to go to the front desk and be like, you know, I know how these work, right? You know, I've seen them work <laughs> in other environments. How fast they are, right? Mm-hmm. You like fucking turn it on and then go take a shower, come out, your TV finally turns on. Yeah. I hate it. That's why I like. Uh, I mean, right now it's just the iPad with Netflix and Hulu and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So it's just like, ah, that's all you need. I that. have a th- or a thumb drive with the Simpsons on it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Uh, you're just buckling down with these projects, right? I mean, you, are you? Is there a dream project that you have for yourself? Um, well, I'm always working on my own uh, little puppet videos, um, mostly for kids, uh, right. just because I'm I'm kind of in that mentality. That's my uh, thing. Um, so I have a, a a little dog character, his little dog puppet um, that was actually built for me by Allison Mork, who was Cherry the Chair on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, oh nice! Wow. Yeah, she was all the female characters, awesome. uh, puppet characters on um, our. Yeah, I think that's most so of them cool. Anyway. There's she a lot Chicky of Baby characters and... on yeah. Pee Wee's Playhouse. It's insane. Yeah, she was Magic Screen and uh, and Cherry <laughs> and all that. But she made me this little puppet. Oh, that's so cool. And uh, so I just do these little travel videos with him. So I did um, driving out. I stopped into the world's largest thermometer, and it's just him <laughs> like at these things. Like, oh, here's yeah. this thing. You know, yeah. it's a minute long. Uh-huh. Um, and then I went to the Atomic Testing Museum. <laughs> Good. Uh, and uh, did that. And then I thought it would be funny because he always goes to like kind of museum type things. Um, but we were staying near the Erotic Heritage Museum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just thought it'd be funny if he was like, well, today we're at the Erotic Heritage Museum. Let's go inside. And then he comes right back. Nope, we're not going in there. <laughs> right. it's, it's a real quick video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And kids would be like, what? Why? And I think the parents would laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, kids. We're going to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. So you're always just working on stuff. Do you pitch Henson first? Um, no, I don't. I, I mean, like when, uh, Dr. Floyd, we were actually the podcast, we were actually, it was, uh, for a while, um, we were talking to the hub, but we had talked to Henson and they kind of passed on it. Mm. And, uh, for a while it was going to be made at the hub, um, for going to be turned into season. a full on, uh, show or would it be just more of a, a more podcast hosted by the hub? Uh, no, it would be, uh, it was going to be, uh, it was actually very mystery science theater. And the way we thought of it was it'd be these segments, uh, with the puppets and human characters. But then when they went into the time travel things, it would become animated. Oh, cool. Um, which would be sort very of the cool. movie segments. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and, and, uh, I, I recently actually just pitched that to another place cause the hub is no more. Right. Um, and so it's still, and the podcast is still out there and I still, we're not making new episodes, but I release an episode, you know, classic episode every week mm-hmm. and, we get letters all the time. Oh, my kid loves the thing. It's great. Well, give show. us a clear plug. So what's your podcast? Uh, it's called The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd. You okay. can go to drfloyd.com, and it's, that's spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R-F-L-O-Y-D.com. Okay. And it's like um, like Rocky and Bullwinkle, Mr. Peabody kind of adventure, um, but audio, just yeah. old-time okay. radio. And as I said, we've had a lot of great guests. Um, so it's for kids, family-friendly type stuff. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's history. So it's time travel. So we try to work in a little history there and a little uh, facts and I stuff can't like wait. That. I honestly want to start listening to this with my kid I think your kid will love it, right? I know. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. Yeah. My oldest is getting very theatrical. Now, this is, uh, this is available iTunes, any place yep. uh, podcasts yeah. are available. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know if I've submitted it to Google Play yet, but... Uh, Do it. Just, yeah, I will. Um, Let me I, tell you something on our... really <laughs> helped our get, get on Google Play right now. Okay. Really helped. Google Play. A lot. Uh, uh, so, uh, and then, of course, now, uh, Pop It Up is at the uh, Venetian? Venetian, Las Vegas, yeah, every night except Wednesday nights. Okay. Um, and then uh, Sundays and Mondays, we're at 7, but every other night, we're at 9. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going well, so I hope people come out and see it. Yeah, come out. I'd like to continue for a long time. Excellent, excellent. Well, uh, we're going to do some listener emails and some uh, Jock vs. Nerd trivia. Are you in? Sure. Let's I'm write. in. All right, let's, let's do, do a little scoop mail. Oh, wait, what's your improv background? Oh. Pardon me? Yeah, hold on. 
bring, bring an arrow background. <laughs> yep. Your, your improv background is. Uh, I, d- I took some improv classes in um, college, yeah. and then mostly I've done a lot of stand-up, comedy music. As yeah. I said, I've done a lot of um, uh, colleges and stuff like that. So that's my kind of being in front of audiences. Yeah. But then it wasn't until uh, – and I had done a little bit of improv, but getting in with Henson, and then Patrick Bristow also teaches classes outside of Henson, and so I started taking his improvatorium classes. Because I was so, going to ask if he wanted to play a round, but he probably shouldn't actually. I was going to ask if he wanted to play a round of Triple Threat. Mm. But it's mostly dirty jokes, so you probably don't want to do that, right? Well, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. up for anything. We'll, I'll <laughs> we'll get him out to the bucket show someday. That'd be the time to do it. No, because mm-hmm. people have written in on air saying we reference Triple Threat all the time, but we never play it on air. But I thought true. we had an improviser here in the audience. All right. You don't want to do it, though. I'm down. All right. I want to do it. Do you know what Triple Threat is? Uh, you know improv joke format games, right? No, you'd have to explain okay. it to me. So 185, do you know that? So <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't do it. I don't know. Explain <laughs> the jokes to everyone. Anyway, okay. we, we come up with really lame honey style jokes three different styles we use one suggestion worm that single suggestion into all three of those different joke styles to try and accomplish the triple threat can you use one style in all three of these formats so our first format is 185 blank walk into a bar the bartender says we don't serve blank here and the blank say something funny right joke okay then the other the, the, the second joke is they call me the blank because uh, whatever and it's sort of an innuendo kind of gag the third one is I like my ladies or I like my men like I like my blank and some filthy okay. pun from there yes uh, so it's like that so we have to use all three of those with a single suggestion a suggestion okay and we if we can do that between the two of us or the three of us then we've accomplished the triple threat do you want to okay. play if not we can just edit can, this out yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> the magic of podcast no, let's you, see if, how if it you goes. play we're not gonna edit it let's out. see yeah, how it goes. talking that right now uh, Jacob, can you give us a suggestion of uh, something you would find at a grocery store? Uh, jar of peanut butter. Great. Jar of peanut butter is the first suggestion. So we okay. have those three different styles. Jar of peanut butter. Uh, 185 jars of peanut butter walk into a bar. Bartender says, we don't serve 185 jars of peanut butter here. And they're like, why not, man? We just want to drink. And he goes, no, no, no. I ate hippies and you guys are looking a little crunchy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like my women like I like my jars of peanut butter. Okay. They stick to the roof of my mouth. All right. And then they call me the jar of peanut butter. <laughs> they call me the jar of peanut butter because I'm oily on the top and you got to mix me up. Yes. <laughs> perfect. That's it. That's all, exactly. all, all that's missing is a double down commitment from you. Other that's, than that, perfect, that's perfect, perfect format. And by the way, so we can do multiple, we can do multiple versions. You don't have to have just one. So, like in other words, right. if you if you had a really good one eighty five, I like one eighty five, I like my one eighty five, like my one, like yeah, whatever. Right. You can do Whichever. We can do so multiple rounds, but that's but a, that's, that's a, a good test round, perfect for you. test yeah. round. Grant's in. Okay. There it is. Sure. He's already getting. Addicted. He's got it. He's got I will it. tell you, we do this all the time at our show. Sometimes it's terrible, but everyone loves to usually. play along at home, and people usually tweet us afterward with stuff, so we like playing it. Oh, great! Yeah. So it's it's a it's a fun it's a fun way to stretch your your joke telling brain. Yeah, yeah. Jacob, bunny rabbits, bunny rabbits, bunny rabbits. 185 bunny rabbits walk into a bar bar and says, we don't serve bunny rabbits here. And they're like, oh, but we're already here. <laughs> 185 bunny rabbits walk into the bar. Bartender says, we don't serve bunny rabbits here. The bunny rabbits will say, we were sure this was a hip hop place. <laughs> they call me the bunny rabbit because I like to fuck. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Perfect, perfect. exactly right. That's it. Uh I like my women like I like my uh, bunny rabbits mm-hmm. uh, kept in a cage and only fed water through these weird beady, <laughs> beady, uh, 
speedy bottles. <laughs> I like my women like I like my bunny rabbits. If I believe in them hard enough, they'll bring me candy once a year. <laughs> like my women like I like my bunny rabbits. Nibbling on my carrot. There it is. Oh, yeah. There it Triple is. Threat. Triple, Triple threat. threat. Triple threat. See, we're, we're, now we're getting it. Yeah. 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 Right, let's do one more. A bouquet of flowers. <laughs> Unless it sucks, then we'll do two more. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's always the way. Bouquet of flowers. A bouquet of flowers. <laughs> Wait. Paul just laughed and winced away from I'm like. I'm trying to come. To, <laughs> trying to come up with Paul's something. trying to flush out an idea over I'm, there. Ideas <laughs> are just like bouncing in my head. I like my women like I like my bouquet of flowers at my funeral. I like my women like I like my flowers. Uh, purchased by the dozen at a seemingly normal storefront in downtown. <laughs> they call me the bouquet of flowers because you have to chop off my lower extremities and dip me in some water to keep me alive. <laughs> I was gonna say they call me the bouquet of flowers because I can stay stay erect uh, when you're taking care of me, but the moment you look away, I will die. <laughs> they call me a bouquet of flowers because I'm more expensive on Valentine's Day. Mm, <laughs> nice. Yes, uh, we're just missing 185 of them. We can get out. All right, here. all right. Uh... 185 flowers. Walking to a bar bartender says, uh, "I may or may not serve you guys. Uh, I will serve you beer." I won't serve you beer. I'll serve you beer. I won't serve you beer. I'll serve you beer. Ah, I won't serve you beer. Nice. 185 nice. flowers walk into a bar. Uh, bartender says, hey, you can't peddle that here. Nice. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's a good, good one. That's All right. Good. We'll close out on that, everybody. That was that's triple good. threat. A little good, good, taste. Good, good. Very well done. Very well done. A little scoop mail. Thank you for playing. Message for you, son. Oh, let's see here. From the protein scoop. Gentlemen, Protein Scoop here, and I have an Italian air show sex disaster type story for you that I can't believe. All right, so Italian air show references the Italian air show, the typical thing where... Rammstein. Jet, the typical thing. Jet accident <laughs> happens in the air. The typical one-time. Yeah. Bad, right? Bad. Right. But then crashes right next to the viewers. Bad. But then jet pours. fuel pours onto the viewers. <laughs> Really bad. So it's something that starts off beautiful with all kinds of potential and goes to absolute There's, shit. Yeah, that's that's it. what right. I... Yeah. And then it goes from bad to worse. Yes. Uh, so let's see. We have... Uh, now, you may not remember from my previous scoop mails. We don't. Uh, <laughs> we sure but don't. But to quickly refresh your memory, good, uh, since it's relevant to this story. I am the gay Canadian police officer scoop who told you about how uh, when I met my current partner six years ago, we were doing sexy webcam shows online for the public and ended up playing a ton of video games together. I remember this. Oh, I do remember this. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, I, still, I, I hate, normally I hate refreshers, but I like this story. Yeah, that's a good refresher. Also, you may remember from that story uh, that my partner is less sexually adventurous and more and, and experienced than me. Uh, Who isn't, my friend? Who isn't? <laughs> but he does a fantastic job at never saying no and is always willing to try to keep up with me as best he can. Yes, and motherfucker. Uh, so about three years ago, we were spending a day off work and doing the horizontal hoochie coo all day. Little breaks here and there for some video games and drinks. Basically, this was a 12-hour sexcapade, which we would do every now and then as we all do really right right guys uh, 12 hours i guess like if you if are you allowed to tally for the month or the year <laughs> yeah, it's just a day it's just a day man <laughs> oh we've had about 12 hours of sex oh, yeah. this year easily <laughs> easily <laughs> you're talking about uh, 15 or 14 2014 you measuring those hours in minutes <laughs> do we round up like lawyers right yeah yeah, yeah. cuz that's how i'm doing it <laughs> On this particular day, we were doing a lot 
of strenuous activities, even by our standards. Oh, goodness. Everything went, everything went fantastic all day, and he was getting through all of it like a total champ. An A-plus day in my book. <laughs> You're talking like you're some kind of like boxing trainer <laughs> or something. So after several hours, we Hit decided... Hit me the balls. <laughs> we Again. It was time. Again. Keep going, Rock. Keep going. <laughs> it L- was time to go lift shower. Lift your elbow. Punch to the target. Punch the meat. Punch the meat. <laughs> Hit the showers. <laughs> After several hours, we decided it was time to go shower and wash off the lube and other fluids and Jesus. get ready to go out for supper since we hadn't eaten all day. Oh, I think you had plenty to eat. <laughs> I'm sure you're not lacking in protein. Sounds like you had a lot. You can carve it up when you head out. I'll tell you that much right now. We'll just take the rolls. We're good. We'll just have rolls. It's just like we were talking about yesterday. It's like you just like you go between meals and just between the meal, you just eat a calorie. Yeah, yeah. You get calories. How, how often do you go far out of calorie? These guys? Never. <laughs> Never. We have a large shower stall off the master bedroom, the type with lots of space and glass doors and stone walls, which makes it easy to shower and do the do together in it. So we go shower together and romp one more time since we're in there. Uh, this it's, is where it's things... always your last run, right? Yeah. Like most people injure themselves doing their last run skiing or snowboarding. This is this is this is where I think this is I'm going. I'm just worried because it started with this Italian air disaster. Right. <laughs> this is keep yes. going. Everything yeah. sounds wonderful, right? <laughs> well, this is where things go very bad, very fast. Oh God! Now this is the part where we fucked up. Both of us are what you'd call versatile, which if you don't know what that means, uh, both of us are tops and bottoms, and we switch whenever we feel like it. Ah. Uh, The whole day, I was the bottom, but like an idiot, I hadn't been taking into account how much more activity he was doing than me, all on an empty stomach. And now we're in a hot shower with steam everywhere, and he's still putting out like 110% energy uh, in order to keep up. Figured out what happened yet? Yeah. He says to me in the shower... I'm done, so I'm just going to get dressed. And then he gets out and starts to dry off. I don't think too much of this, so I started washing while he got dried outside the shower door. Then he leans over the shower door to rest his forehead against it, and I start talking to him, thinking that he's just gathering some energy. But with no response, being proficient in first aid and medical issues, I knew exactly what was happening. He was passing out. Mm -hmm. Problem is, the shower door opens out, and he is now leaning against the shower door, And is not conscious enough to listen to me, listen to me telling him to move. <laughs> so I have no choice but to watch him fall totally unconscious from a standing position oh. on a stone floor. Oh. And that's what happens. He passes completely out and falls sideways against the shower door Ow. and the adjacent wall, Ow. smashes his head against the wall, oh. and then again against the small oh. stone ledge at the bottom oh. of the shower, oh. and is out cold. Oh. <laughs> but dead. is still lying against the shower door <laughs> oh, no. and is now dead weight. <laughs> I'm forced to push the shower door into him and slide him out from it in order for me to get no. out and help. Oh, that's so awkward. I pick him out, and this is all like wet and naked at this point, too. Yeah, no, yeah. And the way these guys are going is like, so while he's passed out, I still fuck him one more time. Because <laughs> it was still, we still had 10 minutes left before we had to check out. He knocked over the bottle of lube <laughs> on the way down. <laughs> Got it in his eyes, yeah. which now makes so when it I exited the shower, yeah. he's I was like James Brown trying to get a towel, <laughs> doing the splits, <laughs> just shaking my feet, just moving. I pick him up and take him to the bed and uh, and wake him up so I can check his head for damage, 
where I find two big gashes on his forehead Yikes. and uh, and hairline. One from hitting the wall and one from hitting the ledge on the floor. Oh. Oh. And then there was also all the gashes and, and spots where he fucked him while he was unconscious. Right. Naturally. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I fucked his armpit. That didn't wake him up. No, it did not. <laughs> Usually works. Uh, his eyes are black from the impact and his, na- and his nose is busted uh, a small oh. bit. And obviously he's now physically sick and mentally foggy from passing out. He made it through okay, and I got him some food and uh, some juice to adjust his blood sugar. And he had to make up stories about what happened to tell everyone in order <laughs> to explain his busted up head without revealing what actually happened. Oh, Needless oh, to say, uh, we found his physical limit that day, and it's never happened since. Fucking you in the face for 12 hours straight, and then passing out in the shower. Protein scoop. Oh, oh man. Thanks there's for sharing one, protein scoop. If there's one lesson I take from this, it's room service. Gotta order room service. You got to. Get, your, just, get yourself a nice get yourself little treats. Uh, just have a continental breakfast. Just well, then kinda, they wouldn't just, have had to worry yeah. about getting ready to go out. That's what I mean. All You're right. That. They would have saved all just, that whole just, time. Just, just have a yeah, bagel yeah. standing by. Yeah. <laughs> just have a little fruit plate. Yeah. A little fruit plate. A little carrot. Hey, if you're going to have a marathon sex session, don't forget the fruit plate. You know what it's, I mean? People just often overlook it. Yeah. People say, oh, no, I don't need the fruit plate. Never needed it before. And that's no. when you need it. Yep. Yeah. And that's when you really need it. Fruit plate and seat belts. Two bits. <laughs> we got one here from Scoop Nurse. All right. Oh, our oh, these, favorite. These are oh. always. Oh, this is, this is a, a nurse, a, a hospital nurse who just writes in and tells us horrible stories. Uh, hello, you frosted funny fuckers. Recently, I was involved in, with an urgent care surgical case that came through our emergency department. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> Jacob's already squirming. Oh, I just read the next sentence. A man had been masturbating with a metal rod stuck up his urethra. No! And had lost it in there. No! Well, then you just die. That's <laughs> yeah. what you do. I, I, Where is the nearest You're cliff? absolutely right. That is you when you say... Die. I'm going to tell you, there is a prop... <laughs> There's a prop in Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, it's a double-headed dildo mm-hmm. that gets used uh, in the show once as a joke. And when it was purchased, it uh, it was too floppy for the joke. Uh, ah. uh, it was a big floppy thing. And it turns out that that's a regular utility of sex toys because it turns out some people like the uh, false uh, uh, faking of a double penetration uh, thing is often a... Why you buy a double head dildos? It's, yeah. it's 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 uses more likely that than the one that we like to dream of uh, when we see one mm-hmm. as non-purchasers of one. Uh, nonetheless, the solution was to put a metal rod through it mm-hmm. uh, to make it more rigid for the show, and it makes me so uncomfortable every time I put uh, the dildo out or put it away as my job as stage manager. You're welcome, everybody. Uh, uh, and it's not, and I don't want to be judged for my discovery. I don't want people to think I'm I'm, I'm uncomfortable because of holding a double-headed dildo. I'll hold that all day long. But I uh, have. It's uh, yeah, and you can't take it away from me. It's but, the uh, wire. It's the wire in there that makes me so un- upsetting. And this story is making me that upset. They did an X-ray and a few other scans and saw that the rod had worked its way up toward the bladder. Oh no, boy. Jesus! <laughs> Apparently, it's called sounding when you stick weird shit in your penis's pee hole. Uh, I think it's called "I'm really bored." <laughs> <laughs> it's called sounding when you stick a, a weird shit up your penis's pee hole. I do not recommend googling that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, just go a lemon party instead. You didn't have to tell me that. Yeah. Anyway, the surgeon made a little cut in the abdomen and had to fish around for a few the minutes. Abdomen? <laughs> the abdomen! The oh. abdomen! 
<laughs> and had to fish around for a few minutes to get a grip on the little fucker. It could have punctured his bladder and caused a lot of bad things, or it could have worked itself further into the body and really fucked some shit up. Oh, oh it had already fucked some shit up, Scoop Nurse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we joked about trying to use a magnet to get the rod out, but we weren't sure if it was actually metal or hard plastic. It ended up being a... Uh, what's, what's weird is that when they finally got it out through the abdomen, he came so hard. No. <laughs> Do not stand in front of that guy. How am I ever going to replicate this one? <laughs> yeah, That's the only way I get off now. <laughs> Surgery. Covered by my insurance. <laughs> Hopefully. Because <laughs> it's dear, like, dear Blue Cross Blue Shield. <laughs> I never thought it would happen to me. I'm a very frustrated man. Blue Balls Blue Shield. <laughs> uh, it ended up being a thin metal rod, which is not the weirdest thing I've uh, helped get out of a person's body. <laughs> when the guy woke up in the recovering area, he asked if he could have the rod oh, back. No! Oh. <laughs> So can I can I have Sally back? Who? I said no. The rod. Sa- Sally Rod. Sally Rod. Sally Rod. Sally rod. <laughs> All you want to do is cram that Sally. <laughs> rod, do- Sally Rod. All you want to do is sound with that Sally. Rod, Sally Rod. <laughs> he asked if he could have the rod back. I said no. And I suggested he check Amazon for one with a flared base. He just stared at me, and I said, you know, so next time you can get the thing out on your own. Now that I've heard of Vagtullus. <laughs> that guy's basically like, it's kind of like uh, when someone who doesn't know uh, gay people well goes like, so who's the top, who's the bottom? Like they're not asking, like a, they happen to be asking a very personal question and right. they don't get it. Right. So the scoop nurse was like, you need to get a different kind of rod. And he's like, excuse me. What? You? How dare you? You stay out of my bedroom, nurse. How dare you? I mean, he asked for the rod back. We don't know. He should a flared rod. He has a common common law marriage. A flared base. Flared base rod. Every girl's crazy for a flared, flared base, base rod. rod. <laughs> Fucking you in the faces, but with a flared base. Scoop nurse. Scoop nurse. Scoop nurse. You Always. Never, you never fail at never making me uncomfortable. You you're, never disappoint. Your fucking hitting percentage. Oh, God. Boy. Oh, I'm going to vomit. Every every perv's crazy for a flared bass <laughs> rod. Yeah, I'm going to... That was going to be the last one I was going to read, but I'm going to read another one now, yeah, too. Yeah, we got to get another one. my stomach. Here we go. I hope it's just terrible. Uh, <laughs> that was just someone's I suddenly breakfast. feel like I'm in a shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too hot. Yeah, I'm gonna pass don't pass out. out. Don't pass yeah. out. Someone got grant a fruit plate. Keep it together. <laughs> flare that base. Flare that base. <laughs> guys, flare the base. Flare your bases, guys. <laughs> uh, we got one here from Aggie Scoop. Uh, hey, Matt, Paul, and Jacob, this is Aggie Scoop typing in to ask for some personal advice. Oh, mistake number one. I wrote in a few months back telling you guys about how I almost got into a multi-marketing pyramid scheme while looking for a job and how I was in the process of becoming a U.S. resident. Sadly, there are still not signs of my green card on the mail and the deadline for it was to be here. Uh, oh, Jesus. For it to be here is a week away. Fearing for the worst, I am starting to freak out. It has already been seven months since my last job, and I got a beautiful working wife that is starting to get exasperated with me being home all day. Therefore, I think I'm going to start applying for temporary jobs these these next weeks. The problem with this is, since I don't have a green card yet, I can't legally drive or earn an income. So, do you guys have ideas for uh, some under-the-table gigs that a recent college grad like me would be able to temporarily do? Uh, you could always insert metal rods into people's penises <laughs> under the table. Well, 
Last Please week, above the table. Last week we had that mail from the guy who is uh, selling his sperm. And right. Because, but that's because he had graduated from a prestigious Ivy League school and had borderline freak level genetics and was making crazy loot because everybody wanted his action. Right. Uh, maybe you could pull that off, but I bet that requires a green card too. I don't know. Maybe it's a cash only thing. Um. Oh, he says, uh, fingering Jacob in the face with my thumb because he's from Louisiana and probably likes LSU. Aggie scoop. Uh, P.S. Can Matt please unblock me on Facebook? I get it. I shouldn't have sent Penn a friend request, and I promise I won't do it again. <laughs> Never mind that friending strangers is one of the fucking things that makes Facebook Facebook. Whoa! I, that's not going to get you unblocked. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Don't sass me at the end of an unblock me request. <laughs> no is the answer then. <laughs> You were so close. <laughs> so close up until the end. I just felt mortified for a second. And then you finished your sentence. And I realized I probably did the right thing. Uh, whatever it is was something you did to me. I don't unblock people for what they do to Penn. Penn blocks people for what they do to Penn. Penn takes care of himself just fine. So we can get to the bottom of it. Although we'll probably never have a conversation ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I do not think Facebook is for people that I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't Facebook with people that I don't that I don't know personally. I, I mean, it's for connecting with people that you know tangentially and then hope to know. Oh, sure. Yeah. If I've met someone, yeah. and, and I get a friend request from them, I'll I'll be friends with one. There Facebook. you go. But if I get a, a random friend request from someone that I have never met before, I, odds are I'm going to ignore that. Here's the thing. I don't remember why I blocked you, but chances are it's for a good reason because I've only blocked maybe like five people. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and trust my gut on this one. <laughs> Uh, I've blocked a couple of people, and I'm not even sure how to block people on Facebook. And, let me and just, I certainly don't know how to unblock people yeah, on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, that press alone is that. So, I don't know. Can if you, I blocked you on Facebook, yeah, don't ask me I'm to sorry, unblock you because yeah. I don't know how. There's no turning back. Uh, uh, that being said, I want to say on air that I'm sorry. And I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm just sorry. Nice. But here's, just what, I, here's what I am going to do about it. Let's try to think of some, some work you can do under, under the table. All right. Uh, easiest place to do is to bus, right? I was going to say busing bus, or dishwashing. Busing and dishwashing is always usually a nice typical uh, under, the, under the table position. Now... Uh, what you want to then do, because that doesn't sound glorious, mm -hmm. is uh, you want to find fancy places, uh, fancy places that look for people who kind of like uh, also want their want their bus people to look nice and presentable as well. Mm -hmm. And so, if you have your shit together enough to complete all the sentences and press send on that email, I'm sure you have your shit together there. Catering, catering Ooh, is a good get one. On to the do. catering business, in the yeah. catering. Grant, do you know of any underground puppet gigs that Puppeteer, pay well? Yeah. Uh, no. No. Okay. <laughs> There you go. Do you know of any above ground puppet gigs that pay well? <laughs> no, there's none of them pay well. I would also, I would also look. I know it's not strange, but look, look in the job sections of you know Craigslist and those places like that, and just look for places like. Oftentimes, people advertise paying cash, and usually means immediate stuff. Yeah, you, what you'll probably end up doing is like a dozen of those gigs, and then all of a sudden you'll hit it off with someone who does that kind of thing more regularly. They maybe they just want to keep you yeah. around, right? And then you wake up in a bathtub full of ice. Yeah, I mean, you don't need your kidneys anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and your bladder has a rod in it. So, um, <laughs> but it's flared. But uh, also, but I can um, get out whenever I want. Uh, <laughs> oh, the thing is always because like, I've gone through things where you need jobs a lot, and I'm sure uh, I shouldn't have said. I'm sure you do. You seem like a very employed person, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm just more trying to get, bring Grant in on this. This but, past uh, month, yes. Right. Yes, right. exactly. <laughs> um, we all are artists here. You, you know people, and your wife knows people, and like you, you everyone knows people. And so uh, the fact that you actually have a temporary status thing that's happening, knowing that there's light at the end of the tunnel there, 
it makes you a much more approachable situation. So don't be afraid right. to kind of go through people you know and ask through the channels you know for work, especially since like once you get your green card, you'll be able to do whatever. Mm-hmm. They know that you're not going to be beholden to them for a very long time. That's true. Um, and so don't be afraid to talk to people who you know looking for cash under the table work here or there. Um, and just let, let them know if anything pops up that you're looking to just work until your green card gets in. There you go. Uh, anything for you on, uh, on, on uh, work on advice? Jobs? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really? Um, yeah. Just me. go go to work for Henson. That's yeah. your that's yeah. your yeah. advice. Knock Good on, advice. Knock on some doors. Yeah. Whenever people ask me about, it, I'm like, uh, just do sound for Broadway shows. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the problem? Yeah. Go do it. Yeah. Yeah. There was, Jacob does you it. Go do that. Jacob does it. It's easy. <laughs> There was, uh, I'll just say who it was. It was Shannon Elizabeth talked about this. Her, her husband at the time was teaching um, like acting classes or whatever. And she literally said for great advice, she's like, well, when, just, you know, make sure uh, you go to lunch with casting directors and just make sure you're nice. And when you talk to the casting, like her, her whole advice was predicated on the fact that casting directors ask you out to lunch. <laughs> right. <laughs> the casting directors will speak to you. That was except, so- except the invites of the thousands of casting directors that and invite you like, to lunch. Like you and I as like character actors just go up to the casting directors and be like, hey, let's go out to lunch. Let me take you at the Chipotle, huh? <laughs> Let's go talk. It's on me. It's on me. David Busters, they got a teriyaki steak that'll knock your socks off. It's honestly really I'm not good. gonna pay for your Star Trek machine though. <laughs> uh, nobody can afford it. Um, but uh, yeah. All right. Should we move on to uh, um, Jock versus Nerd? Yeah, we can do a little little Jock versus Nerd action here. Ladies and gentlemen, it is. Explosion. Explosion. All right. Uh, we have one here from Ombudsman ML Kennedy. Uh oh. Ooh, an Ombudsman. I know. We always get in trouble. When was email from ML? He's correcting us about mm-hmm. something. Uh, greeting Scoopy Overlords. The following Jock versus Nerd is brought to you by 100 by 100. Stories in 100 words by ML Kennedy. Find more at tinyurl.com slash Kennedy 100. Paul's question. Yes. Wilt Chamberlain is famous for claiming to have had sex with 20,000 women, Mm -hmm. which is more women than there are words in 100 stories of 100 words. Wow. People also know him for for scoring 100 points in a single game. Mm. Yes. That's the end of the question. That game (laughs) took place in... Aliens. That, that, aliens. Yeah, that game. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> aliens and Jesus. That's that where game this is going. took place. That game took place in A, 1962, oh. B, 1972, B, uh, C, 1978, or D, 1982. 1978. Uh, Matt, do you have a guess? 1972. Hold on, Grant. I would say 78, too. That was my first. No, uh, about sports. We are 0 for 3 on this one so far. Oh. It happened in 1962. Wow. What? Wow. I would have guessed that. I would have thought 70s too. Yeah, I thought it was 70s. Uh, that game took place in A, New York City, B, Anaheim, California, C, Orlando, Florida, or D, Hershey, Pennsylvania. I'm going to say Hershey, Pennsylvania. I'm also going to say Hershey, Pennsylvania. I'll make it a third. We're three for three on that one. Yay. Uh, Wilt was playing for the Philadelphia Warriors. What team was he playing against? 
the Hershey Bears, B, the Buffalo Braves, C, the New York Knicks, or D, the Milwaukee Bucks? I, was, I thought it was against that team that the uh, Globetrotters play all the time. Washington <laughs> Generals? The Generals. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Alice? Can he score 100 points? Uh, uh, you can be Wilt Chamberlain before the three-second rule. Oh, right. That's, uh, that's Al. Yeah. You can stand under the basket the entire he game was, he, and wait for people to throw you the give, ball. Give me the pill. It is yeah. hard for people to understand the athleticism of Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, now we like to debate statistics. 18 foot nine, right? Well, he's, yeah. he's waned in his appreciation in time because of statistics and everything else. Uh, and he's become such a joke for fucking 20,000 women and being in silly movies and, and uh, shooting terrible free throws and everything else. And, <laughs> and uh, uh, But uh, people would, two people would sometimes wrap around his waist and he'd still jump up with them and dunk. Well, you watching know, like, watching him in, I mean, you just talk about the terrible movies. I yeah. mean, he did that Conan movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, where that you rarely see the two of them standing next to each other in the movie because Arnold Schwarzenegger was too much smaller than he is yeah. to, to stand next to him and still be believable as the hero. In fact, they originally just cast his cock because it looked better next to him, <laughs> right, on camera. It was only mm-hmm. a little bit bigger than Schwarzenegger. Oh, that movie. Uh, classic classic okay so uh the, the question is who are they playing you what chose... team are they playing against the the hershey bears the buffalo braves the new york knicks or the milwaukee bucks i'm gonna go with the the bucks i'm gonna go with the hershey highways i'm gonna go with the knicks because it's the only one i recognize uh, actually buffalo is my guess by the way <laughs> uh buffalo is still wrong it is the knicks all right. Oh, hey. Look at that. Oh, just like that, our guest is up two to one. On the board. Yep. Two to one. I always get crushed because I don't know anything about sports, but that's how it works. Matt's questions. 100th, issue, or 100th issues of comic books are a big deal. With that in mind, can you name what happens in the following 100th issues? Okay. Oh, geez. What this... happens at the end of Amazing Spider-Man number 100? A, Gwen Stacy dies making the... Uh, marking the end of the Silver Sur- Surfer Age of comics. Or the Silver, Silver Age. Surfer Age. Yeah, just the Silver, Silver. Age. Uh, B, uh, Vampire Hunter Blade is introduced uh, not on the trail of... Or hot on the trail of Morbius the Living Vampire. I'm trying to read the hard words and I keep messing up the little words. Uh, C, Dr. Octopus attempts to steal the sunglasses of Roy Orbison. Or like the, the guy that wrote... Um, Pretty the, Woman? Pretty Woman? Yeah. Okay. Uh, or D, Spider-Man grows four extra arms for some reason. Okay, this is episode one hundred. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with uh, D. I'm gonna go with extra arms. Spider-Man extra arms. Grows extra arms. Okay, Paul. <sighs> I don't remember if Gwen Stacy died in one hundred. I don't think she did. Uh, what was the second thing? Blade is introduced. Yeah, I'll go with Blade. Okay, I- I'll go with Gwen Stacy. I right. wasn't a huge Spider-Man fan, but not, that's what I'll say. Uh, Matt pulls out to an early lead. Uh, Spider-Man grows four extra arms Look for some that. reason. Oh, wow. Fuck you, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, got, you got us. You got us. I'm now tied with I'm um, up by one. On... He, he became the man spider. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Grant and I are up by one over Paul. Yes. What happens in issue 100 of Batman? The city of Plainview changes its name to Batman Town. <laughs> Batman collects his giant penny trophy from uh, the penny plunderer. Mm. The Joker beats... Excuse me. The Joker beats Robin to death with a crowbar, or Batman and Robin swap minds and learn a valuable lesson about empathy. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the empathy one. All right, I'm that'd be my guess too. One. Okay, I'll go for the with the penny, or the big giant penny. Oh, oh, for three on that one. The city of Plainview changes its name oh. to Batman Town. Oh, oh what a terror! <laughs> That's how you go with episode one. I just said that. I think I say this as 
And this might be where the scoop mail is going, but I, we forgot we were recording episode 100 when we were recording it. Do you remember that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was about to say, what a terrible idea for episode 100. Then I realized that we did nothing. <laughs> Ours was not good. Did absolutely. It's very possible that what we What are we on say, now? This is, uh, this, we're currently, you're currently, we're doing 262 right now. Something, right. Yeah. So we're, 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 we're creeping up on three. I know. I got nothing. I, mean, I got anything? nothing either. Got nothing. No, we, we got to be ready for 300. Swap minds and learn a valuable <laughs> lesson <laughs> about empathy. <laughs> well, we got it. <laughs> We'll just wake up each other's houses. <laughs> oh my god, scare the you, shit out of each other's wives. Oh my god. Me, <laughs> me me trying to take care of your dogs and you trying to take care of my babies would be the a nightmare. It'd be a really if we could videotape it, yeah. Yeah. That would be horrible. I don't yeah. think well, that's my, legal though. The dogs would get really treated well and your kids would end up in a crate. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how that goes. But they'd be allowed to sleep in the bed, which I don't let happen. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. My they'd kids, be able to sleep in the bed. To, so my, my, my dogs sleep in the bed all every night. <laughs> and I get my and kids. Dogs are spoiled, spoiled rotten come dogs. In and they sleep, and then I still, while they're sleeping, I pick them up and shove them back in the bed. <laughs> they wake up in their room. That's the rule. <laughs> all right, last question for you, Matt. Which of the following happens in issue number one hundred of the X Men? Jean Grey kills billions of aliens, but she doesn't really mean to. Colossus and Wolverine debut the fastball special, wherein the larger, shinier mutant throws the smaller, hairier mutant like a baseball and then puts him up his urethra. Oh, oh wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that last part might have been added. Okay. Uh, one of the sewer-dwelling Morlocks is made hot and has a pretty woman-style adventure. <laughs> or D, Professor X's hair grows back. Okay, this wow. is tough. Okay. That is tough because every tough. One, any one of them is totally plausible. Right, and my instinct was for number two, the fastball yeah. ones. That seems like a, a mutiny fastball thing to special. do. But so far, well, that's the, a legit thing that happens. Yeah, oh no, exactly. And yeah. then the uh, but the the, the two uh, C and D are like the choices that we've heard so far. Yeah, so right. Batman Town is as ridiculous as Professor X growing hair or or, or something becoming pretty. I'm gonna go with the Morlock <laughs> getting her pretty woman date. I'm actually gonna go with that one. Okay. okay. This is Paul trying to catch up to us, and then you and I have this is our tiebreaker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm probably wrong, but I'm gonna go with uh, Jean Grey killing the aliens. Might be okay. right. Okay. With the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I assume that's. What I would that's think that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. All right. This doesn't narrow down my options because I still want the fastball <laughs> special or hair growing back. I'm going to go with hair. Oh, none of you got it. It's fastball, uh, fastball special. Fastball special oh, premiered. Yeah. Holy crap. Oh, but Paul talked me out of it because he was like, it is a really regular thing. And I was like, oh, okay, then. Oh, I didn't realize it made a big deal about well, 100 episodes. Better do the fastball special for the I first time that, ever. If that just happened or it was planned, it's like, guys, we have the 100th episode. What uh, issue? What are we going to do? Fastball special. Let's have. Guys, like it was going to happen in the 90th issue. And they're like, guys, no, no, no. Save it. Save guys, it. Eight That's months, a great idea. Eight months ago, I put an unopened briefcase <laughs> in this meeting without giving you the combination. Oh, fastball uh, waiting special. for this meeting. We used to use that. We, I used to play the Marvel role-playing game as a kid. Yeah. And that was one of the moves. Uh, we'd use the Hulk instead of uh, Colossus to throw uh, Wolverine. Because ah, okay. if you do it right, you get the right dice rolls, That the strength of that attack gets up into the nth degree. Like It's like ridiculous. Good story, Paul. That was uh, Paul Mattingly's story. Right <laughs> I'm telling there, you, if you're, if you're one of an almost nigh unbeatable attack... <laughs> In the Marvel role-playing game. Yeah, he's just like, even and the you role, have access even to a, Hulk and Wolverine during your campaign. Don't hesitate to get some good rolls and go for the fastball special. If you're walking down an alley with a friend who's bigger than you, <laughs> yes. this yes. is how you... This is it. If you're approached by a gang of toughs, have your friend grab you and throw, throw you. you at them. 
your your power is increased exponentially. <laughs> That's actually how Matt and I met. <laughs> Doing the fastball special. Yeah. And those toughs didn't know what was happening. They yeah. were very confused. They didn't know in, what hit them. In most Vegas back alleys, the fastball special is something completely different. Yes. <laughs> And you don't have to tell me. You need and a flare in. And that's a flare in bar. It was a flare base. A flare base for sure. And that is how Jacob and I met. Yeah. Um, yep. I wasn't kidding. Ryer, uh, Ryer just wrote me during uh, this, our, which is our Scoop Fest is coming up. November 11th, 12th, and 13th is coming yep. up. It is. And we're still trying to lock down. But I mean, we, we've got it locked down. This is yeah. the dates. If you're planning your vacation, plan it. Those dates are happening. It's happening. Yeah. Uh, special. Uh, Stuff that you can buy and, and tickets you can get yeah. is coming very soon. Here's Packages what you know. you're, you're going to buy a kit. You're yeah. going to buy a right. kit's going to be for sale. And, that, and, and the uh, money from that is going to go towards adding bells and whistles to the events that we already have planned. Mm-hmm. You're going to come to a live recording of ICS on Saturday afternoon. Right. Yep. You're going to go to uh, 50 Shades that night for a heavily discounted ticket price. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you that ticket price soon. Yep. Uh, Sunday, you're definitely going to see Penn and uh, Sunday School live. Yep. And then if we sell enough of our bags, there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, happening with that uh, afterward, awesome. Kind of put a put a nice little cherry on top. Then you're going to see a discount tickets to Penn and Teller, and that that actually has been approved. And uh, I should be getting an email within the next 24 hours with the specific code. And I can even say it on air because it's only valid for Sunday, November 13th. They're generating a code just for Scoop Fest, just for discount tickets. Just there you go. Can you say it on air, or should you? Keep it to like. Well, if they want to come to Scoop Fest and skip everything and only go to Penn and Teller, that would be the only way that they could get over on. But anybody could use that code. Yes. yes. If there happened to be in town that day. I guess you're right. Fest. Okay. But you're right. I mean, we want to keep it. Was, we should probably put it out on email. That's fine. I'm going to put it on or eBay. Twitter. I'm going to put it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> you have to figure we, out. We what, should probably have a meeting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, let's keep talking about it. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of which, uh, Ryer threw me a photo of this really old, badass uh, blue car. Giant blue love butt car. I'm showing Paul That's and Jacob. So nice. And he's like, it's only three thousand dollars. <laughs> I was like, maybe we can come up with a Patreon road trip award to go Briar will pick you up in this giant car and drive you across the country. Just go, <laughs> That's my idea. So we'll see if that comes up. All right. Stranger um, things have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're gonna get you're gonna the, the gift bag's gonna have a, a t shirt and a hat and a couple other fun doodads yeah. for you. And one big surprise that we're not gonna tell you until you have the gift bag. So in excited about that, that we're one. Excited to give it to you. I'm really excited about that Good one. These are all Good confirmed treats. things. The yeah. November eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth. So make it happen, guys. Get your get your um, stuff in gear. We got people that are already staying at the Cosmo. Yeah. Uh that's a great a good place as any, but anywhere is gonna be fine. There's gonna be lots of after hours activities and hangouts yeah. during that weekend. So don't worry, you won't be left out yeah. no matter where you stay. And of course we've talked about it before if you come a little bit earlier in the week there will be other things going on uh, of course you can come and catch our regular wednesday night bucket show uh thursday night we might go to a uh, tournament of kings right 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 puppet up will still be playing so you can Fuck take it. We in should do yeah, a thursday puppet, puppet up, up thing we should is there a deal thing we can figure out we'll yeah, figure it i'll out. ask we'll, talk ask. we'll work out something ask that'd yeah. be great ask yeah uh, and then you want to come by and play with us. Wednesdays your off night, right? Do you go home? Yeah, if I'm here, if I'm in town, I would absolutely love if to. If you're in town, yeah, please fantastic. anytime. Yeah. D- d- this is the this is the open invitation happening right now. Thank so you very much. Any op- any Wednesday you're available. And any please other go by any and other play cast members who want to get out and stretch their legs and play some improv games with us, we'd love to have them. Sure, yeah, night. I'm yeah. sure they will. Yeah. There are fewer puppets involved, but still good. That's right. <laughs> yeah, just fewer. Yeah. Uh, Paul, we have some thank yous to do here. We sure do. Yeah. All right. Um. We need to do alleged uh, thank yous here. Let's go ahead and give them uh, puppet names. Okay. We're going to give people puppet names. All right. I want to thank uh, uh, Joe Masano Boy. He, oh, boy. He's the, he's the, he's the puppet that <laughs> goes like, oh, boy. All right. I'd like to thank Lauren Squirts Oliver. <laughs> I want to thank Mark uh, uh, 
Uh, Mark Miller, who uh, his puppet is an old man who still thinks he can become Batman. I'd like to thank R.J. Owens, who would be the puppet called R.J. Owens, who has lots of wounds all over his body. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank Michael Moore, who's a cow. I'd like to thank Trista Petty, who uh, runs a petting zoo in her puppet world. I want to thank Peter Neckdougal, the farmer. Old Neckdougal had a farm. <laughs> I'd like to thank Nicholas Petty, who is the animals at the petting zoo. I want to thank Michael Navel, who's a furry belly button of a puppet. I'd like to thank Alex Phillip, who's a puppet with weird two first names. <laughs> I want to thank, uh, I want to thank uh, Danny Nichols, who is a puppet piggy bank. I'd like to thank Lee Popsicle, who's a puppet that you can split in two. I want to thank uh, Larry uh, Northcutt, who is, a, who is a puppet that's a samurai sword. Tara Ranky, who uh, you can ranky the puppet skill from one to ten when you toss her over uh, monkey bars. Uh, I want to thank the not-so-famous Paul, of course, is a puppet of Paul, only his legs work. Oh, that's so good. Uh, I wish I had that puppet. I wish I was that puppet. Ivan Rikoff. Uh, Ivan Rikoff, who is a puppet of the Ricola guy who blows the horn. Uh, Tristan Novakshinov, who is a puppet of a bottle of vodka. Chris Roberts, who is the puppet version of the video game programmer Chris Roberts, who actually looks like a Kilrathi uh, cat alien. Uh, Danny what? Olwine, who is uh, a puppet of a, an entire cask. It's a giant cask of wine. Wow. That, uh, is, that has a moving has mouth. A mouth. <laughs> Whoa. And I'd like to thank Jared Martin, Brad Martin, David Martyr, Jeffrey Maynard, Tim McGravy, uh, Griffin Metke, uh, Percy Morales, Benjamin Mueller, Scott Muldrig, Ramus Nelson, Scoop Nurse, Bobby Petkins, uh, Christine Phillips, Ted Pierce, Scott Pinyard, and Cameron Power. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. Hey, if you want to be thanked on air or get uh, uh, plenty of other rewards that we offer, go to patreon.com slash scoops and continue to support our podcast. Uh, we are about to have our record uh, month here, and it's because we are closing out the one-of-a-kind Ace Munns artistry. Uh, uh, shirts. Shirts. The scoop head shirts. Yeah, where Ace Munns draws you or whatever picture you send him into a one-of-a-kind uh, scoop head that we print on a black t-shirt for you. They are going fast. You. And they we go. are having our best month ever. Thank you, Patreon people. We and love you. And it's because we, uh, Ace Months decided to uh, dedicate more time to the project. So we added 10 more shirts to it, of which mm -hmm. two have already sold. Uh, we already added 10 and sold out of those 10. Right. So we're from 20 to 30. Now we have 32 of the 40 shirts sold. Uh, they're about to go. And they're going to go away forever. Why? Because we, uh, Ace is doing other work for us that we want him to do. Yes. <laughs> right. He's, we've got him slaving away. We, have, uh, we had a record number of downloads uh, this week. Um, uh, we both broke our daily record and our weekly record again. Thank you guys again. The uh, uh, obelisk scheme is in full effect. That's like the fourth time in a month. And so it's, it's because, uh, mostly because of uh, Duck Predator, honestly. Duck Predator has gotten some legs. So Ace, We need to keep pushing Duck Predator. Ace animated Ace animated uh, a clip of our show where Paul was pretending to be a duck going door to door informing people he's a sex offender. That's available at facebook.com slash scoops, by the way, it's if you're looking for it. very funny. And that video has gotten us uh, thousands and thousands of hits. And so we want Ace to stop making T-shirts and, and start making more, more videos. Of this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and so uh, that's why that's why the T-shirts are going away. Mm -hmm. uh, we will I, we will surprise you with a new uh, a new item uh, that going in that slot in the Patreon. That I think you're going to like as well. Yes. Uh, but but please, uh, there's eight T-shirts left. So get on it. Jump on it, guys. A hundred bucks, and you get that plus an ice cream socialist T-shirt. And, uh, and all the other rewards. And all the other rewards. Uh, go ahead. Anywhere on social media, you can find us slash.
slash Hey Scoops. Uh, uh, Grant, social media? Uh, Toaster Boy on Twitter. Toaster Boy. Toaster that's Boy. That's a great Twitter name. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's it. And then uh, if you go to MrGrant.com, M-R-G-R-A-N-T.com, that's all my stuff. Everything's there. Okay. MrGrant.com to see all your all of your puppet uh, stuff. All the, the, the videos that you're talking about earlier, are they there? Yeah, everything everything I do is all on there. It's so awesome. podcasts, everything nice. is all on that site. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So follow Toaster Boy on Twitter and go to MrGrant.com. M-I-S-T-E-R? Or just no, MR. just M-R-G-R-A-N-T. R-M-R Grant. That's a good, that's a good website, too. You got your shit together, early. Grant. You got, got your shit together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he was podcasting in 2005. <laughs> he, <laughs> he got told, his shit together. He told Chris Hardwick what the fuck yeah, a podcast He's got was. his shit together. Jesus. <laughs> Tell us about something. I don't go out much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I want to thank all the people on our social media team, all of our Visual Mafia, our Audio Mafia, and of course, everyone who's a listener and a subscriber. If you have a chance, go on anything that you're listening to us on and review us. Give us some stars. Give us some reviews. It helps us post up in the suggestions areas much on those websites. guys. Like iTunes and Stitcher. And of course, keep up with the Obelisk scheme. Yeah. Tell one and only one friend about the ice cream social and keep passing it on make sure it's someone you think will actually download and enjoy the show but don't tell more than one person because that's not an obelisk scheme no that's a pyramid scheme and, and you're an asshole not what we're into no, we are not just a pyramid tell scheme. one person and you're good to go but again if people already think you're an asshole you might as well do something <laughs> asshole-ish like tell more than one person i guess so jacob, jacob. i guess so this is, this is rogue. You're going rogue. I mean, if you're already an asshole, you're you breaking, might as well be an asshole. You're breaking the scheme, Jacob. <laughs> all right. All, all right. right. Thanks a lot. Take it away. Dip it dots, Jack. We'll see you soon. I'm just saying, if people are already like, hey, look at that asshole, you might as well live up to their expectations. Well, that's different. You're just walking around with your pants on. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that could be it. He answered your hotel door sweaty, and the room service guy just said, Hey, look at that asshole. Hey, look at that flared rod. <laughs> flared base rod. That <laughs> rod's got a flared base. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. Every no. perv's crazy for a flared base rod. <laughs> oh, that was fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I like that. I really liked that show. It's a good we show. Didn't, we didn't talk about it enough while he was here, I guess, but I really enjoyed watching that show. It, I, it up is I told so him, fucking good. I told him before we got on the air, I was like, hey, by the way, I really like your show. And now after he's gone, now I'll talk about it again. Yeah. Right. I mean, I didn't... Uh, I was like, you know, just I get, suck his D on air. No, know? I know, but... Oh, but, I did. I got straight up misty-eyed. I got straight up misty-eyed while I was there. It's just yeah. like, it's just it's a little overwhelming. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. As a guy who loves puppets. Yeah. Like... Loves puppets. Wait a minute. <laughs> Speaking of sucking that sweet D. Oh, oh boy. boy. Here we go. What do we owe people, Jacob? Uh, we owe them some limericks, which means it's time for them drums. Them drums, though. Oh. You can hear it on the air. Oh, Killarney, how I long for ye. Oh, here we go. All the way back to the Blarney Stone. Let us let us traipse across the green fields of Erngebra. Ah. <laughs> Rob Geiger would like a limerick about how nerbs, nerds are populous. Nerbs? Nerbs. Uh, nerds are populous enough to have a whole podcast dedicated to them, but the jocks have to share one dedicated to the Ugly Couch Show. <laughs> uh, which reminds me, I put the offer out last week uh, that if we, we if, that if we raised enough money, we would give it to uh, to Todd, right? To, to stop putting up with the, to, or to stop preparing for the Ugly Couch Show. That's right. In, That's in right. hopes that it would just go away. 
Uh, so far, I just checked it. Uh, so far, we have raised twenty-seven thousand three hundred eighty-two dollars. Not true. <laughs> so, Not true. Uh, so Todd, if that's enough to get you to stop, oh, that uh, would be enough. <laughs> Todd would stop for twenty-seven thousand dollars. Maybe I don't know. We're seven years deep. Balls deep, as they say. I mean, the, the show, seven years is the balls year. Um, it's true. Well, is this is this show going? This show goes out on Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's Thursday, Paul. What are you talking about? Yeah, this week's this week's Geek Shock. If everything goes according to plan, we'll have a uh, special guest, Barry Rob, back okay. back from the grave. All right. If everything goes as planned, as Matt and I's plan goes, this week's Geek Shock will be the last. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All's true. Balls Deep with Barry Rob will be the last episode. Yep. He'd love that. He'd love nothing more than to kill the show. <laughs> oh, I was on the last one. Oh, last one because it's best. Oh, oh, that was better than me and my hair. Oh, you and Barry would get along so well with your hair. You have ponytail fights and shit do a limerick all right <laughs> what's this limerick about where them drums go though uh nerds have a uh, whole podcast and jocks have to share one <laughs> ah got it some podcasts are out of this world wait hold on <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it uh, some, podcasts, some podcasts are out of this world as your ears they're open to unfurl uh nerds take up a lot because jocks only take a shot because they have to spend half of their time fucking girls. Uh, Howard Jackson would like a limerick Touché. about uh, Robbie Knievel's <laughs> final stunt. And this is dedicated to Matt's <laughs> rental pickup truck. You could bind me in barrels of hay. You could drown me tomorrow or today. You could ply me with spikes. Beat me with mics. Just get me back in my trebuchet. <laughs> <laughs> Kimberly Whoa. L. St. Aubin would like a limerick about preseason football starting this week. Ba, 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 ba. Dedicated to all the sports ball fans out there at sports ICS. <laughs> Bench warmers <laughs> compete on the field. Yeah. <coughs> Time for the pom-poms and skirt. The boys are all out in the dirt. The gridiron's ready. Play that football game heady. But nobody wants to get hurt. And we have... Some haikus. <gasps> oh, Jacob, by the way, I, uh, Fantasy League. Yeah. I dropped down to two. Yeah. And I changed my team name. This year's team name for one of my le- teams. Okay. Is uh, uh, Hear T-E, Speak T-E, C-T-E. I like it. Thanks. <laughs> Scoopometrics. Yes. Would like a haiku... About dating a legally blind girl dedicated to poor choices. (laughs) We get into fights. I put doorknobs on the wall. That will teach your ass. Bad pirate scoop would appreciate a haiku done by Mothra's agent about Vegas parking. Moss parking is free, but moth parking costs an extra. <laughs> This is no fair. 
at Scorbutic. Would like a haiku about how SJ is apparently too good to show up on ICS these days. Perhaps she's busy working on her knife collection. Dedicated to a certain famous trunk porpoise. (laughs) One that doesn't have a name! His name is Trunkers. No, it doesn't. His name is Trunkers. He's the trunk porpoise. Trunk dolphin. SJ's busy as hell right now. Yeah. She's not even here. Yeah, so do a haiku about it. All right. <laughs> Part-time Taylor Swift. Part-time rock and roll show girl. Full-time Jacob girl. Nice. I wish. <laughs> She'll call. <laughs> Maybe. Fingers she, crossed. If, when, when she gets hungry. Hey. Howard Jackson would like a song. Hungry for dick. Whoa. Sorry. Out of, oh. line. Out of line. We'll what? just have the rolls. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> we filled up on dick before we got here. Oh, I mean... You just, you just get calories all the time. I filled up on dick. I, I knew I shouldn't. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't, but I was like, mm, I'm doing it. So now I'm carving out. <laughs> just the rolls, please. Just, just can we roll. have can we have the dark bread rolls? Those are better for me. There's a, you have, you have um. It's not like a rice seed, but there's like a seed. You have a seeded roll. Yes. It's all can we just take a basket of those seeded rolls? It'll be a dollar extra. Hmm. To just have the seeded rolls. Hmm. Here's my suggestion. Yeah. I'll bring you a basket. Take out the seeded rolls. Hide the others. <laughs> and I'll bring you more. <laughs> and I won't charge you. <laughs> then I have like a bunch of other rolls I won't eat. There's birds out there. <laughs> There's birds in the world. They'll take them off your hands. There are birds in the world. So Howard Jackson has not only sent in a song request... But he also directed me to a website. Jeez. Spin the wheel of characters at 25,000website.com slash spin slash. <laughs> fucking, I love Holy shit, this is awesome. Jackson. Look at these fucking characters. So it's you hit a button and you just get a character generated. Wow. Oh my God, he is too good. How many we got on there? I, I don't know. I'm assuming 25,000. No. <laughs> Rough Barkington. Two five zero 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 website. What's that one? Yeah, uh, that that one says Sweathouse Guy. Sweathouse Guy. So we're gonna spin the wheel and figure out a character that's gonna sing this song. Okay. This song is called Car Accident Suck, and it's dedicated to my wife uh, Tori, whom has joined Paul and Matt in the 2016 Car Accident Club oh. by getting rear-ended while driving an eighty thousand dollar company car. Oh, oh shit! Let's see. This will be sung in the style of. Paul's wife, who doesn't sound like that. Okay, I'll sing this song. (laughs) I was trusted with the company car. I had to drive so very far. I stopped at a red light. And what do you know? Some asshole from behind Had something else other than stopping on his mind And he really 
Sammy Spitfist Saga <laughs> sung to uh, to this song right here. <laughs> so no one wants their cock jacked off with fists that's dry even though the end result will still be me nutting in your eye. You've got to lubricate those digits, please. So go ahead and have a little cough and hock up a loogie. Then spit right in your fist before you jack me off. Spit right in your fist or it's going to feel too rough. Spit right in your fist. Then go at my dick. You that you cannot go. Get oh, you missed go. it. You're too late, you dummies. Your clapping was too slow. No, that's not where the clap actually goes, you know. No, it doesn't go there either. You all suck your way too fucking slow. So spit right on your fist before you jack me off. Spit right on your fist. Just churn it up with a cough. Spit right on your face before you jack my dick. Don't want some fucking Indian bird on my foreskin, no thank you. You'd better lube that fist right up before you give me a yank you. No better than to do it with a dry fist. Come on, you knew it was gonna hurt without lube. So just go ahead and hock a loogie. We're almost there. That's fine. That's enough of that. See you next week, Scoops! (laughs) Plenty of that.